When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. My thanks to this week's sponsor, Hayloft Plants, Pershaw in Worcestershire. Hello and welcome to This Week in the Garden. I'm Peter Seabrook, here to exchange some news, views and a bit of timely advice. And hopefully uh, try to answer some of your gardening quandaries. The bank holiday weekend weather was very mixed. Saturday uh, here in Essex a cold east wind blew and as soon as you got dressed up to go out and face it, there was a short shower of rain. It fell sort of just about long enough to drive you indoors, uh, and then it dried up again, all very frustrating. Fortunately, Sunday was better, and uh, the bank holiday Monday, a really lovely day. And so uh, I could get on and get a few things done. On the bank holiday Monday afternoon, or early evening, I was on an Essex hilltop and it was uh, so quiet. Looking across the rolling countryside, turning lush green after all that rain, I could uh, really admire some 50 acres or so, I would think, of newly planted vines. Goodness, how our Essex crops are changing. Those vines will be even prettier too when uh, the leaves turn yellow. So what's happening on the news front? Our barometer for gardening activity, uh, as always, is the sale of potting compost and growing media. And really it continues to grow at a a remarkably uh, high rate. Trevor Pfeiffer of uh, Garden Trade News tells me that the August compost sales are 50% up on last year. And people are asking, where on earth is all this compost going? Well, there can be little doubt. Those uh, new to the gardening bug are growing things. You know, we all need uh, seed compost to raise seedlings and root cuttings. Uh, And then, of course, once you've got those, they need potting on into bigger pots. And it all involves uh, compost. The weather, too, gets a little autumnal. Uh, Heavy dews following the rain uh, is really getting a a good... uh, second autumn of uh, field mushrooms. I came across a really big circle this week and if you're out blackberrying, keep an eye out too for field mushrooms. They take some beating. So what about the activity in my own garden? Well, as I sit here in the polytunnel, the occasional aircraft sailing across so there must be some flights into Stansted. The air is absolutely full of a lovely ripe melon called Emir. If uh, you've not grown melons, 
then I would suggest you watch out for a packet of seed of Emir next year. I just planted three in the polytunnel and just let them run like marrows. Haven't really done much at all to them, except I did um, help the bees pollinate one or two, just take off some male flowers, peel the yellow petals off to expose the pollen and then just pop that into the centre of a female flower. Uh, and they set pretty well. Uh, I've already got uh, eight really big melons, six of them cut and two more to ripen, and then a lot more young ones have just set. So we should be all right for a month or two. I'm picking two, um, a handful or so, of lovely autumn raspberries. Boy, how they've relished that rain. The size is really good. Makes my uh, hackles rise. When I hear some of my contemporaries suggest that with autumn raspberries you cut them to the ground in the winter, whatever you do with the modern new varieties of uh, autumn fruiting raspberries, don't cut them down. Just trim off the top bit that has fruited uh, when the weather closes in uh, December and then you'll find the uh, two-thirds of cane that remains will fruit very well in late June and July and when that lot has finished cropping then you cut the cane out and the new ones come in so it means that with just one cultivar like Autumn Treasure you can be picking lovely ripe raspberries from June pretty well until the end of October. Uh, several people have asked uh, too about grapes and particularly the problem with mildew. I remember spending a few days in a French gite some years ago and walking through the vineyards there and was surprised to see the leaves and fruit blue with copper fungicide. Not sure that I would recommend that to the average homeowner, but uh, with vines they need to be kept very well watered. Uh, and as a protective, it could well be worth giving them a spray with Uncle Tom's Rose Tonic. Uh, that's accepted by organic people. It just has uh, potash and um, phosphates which uh, stiffen the leaves uh, and is a very good uh, disease controller of most of the diseases on roses and mildew when it occurs on grapes. I've just started to pot up the Christmas hyacinths. Sorry to mention Christmas when we're just only into September. Um, but prepared hyacinths, uh, you'll see it quite clearly on the label, are bulbs that were lifted very early by the growers, given a concentrated hot summer, and then a concentrated cooler period. So when we buy them in uh, September, they think it's November and root very quickly. So get your prepared hyacinths potted now. I quite like to pot them singly in 9 centimetre bulbs of potting compost with a drainage hole and then put them somewhere cool and damp. If you don't have a, a garage or somewhere with that kind of atmosphere, then put a sheet of polythene, an old opened-up compost bag, against a north-facing wall and just space the pots on that, put a bit of old potting compost over them and then pull the polythene over the top uh, and they'll be uh, happy there making root and when you've got two inches of shoot, you can bring them indoors late November, early December, and they'll be in flower by Christmas with uh, a bit of luck. 
I had uh, an inquiry too from a lady in Wickford, Essex, who has a number of well-established roses, well over 10 years old apparently, and they're just suddenly dying. Her soil is light and rather acid, and I would think those really hot temperatures in late July, drying conditions are probably the uh, explanation. I've suggested she goes back and scratches the bark with her thumb because there's just a chance that they are still green under the bark and a really good watering and patience, they may well come again. Roses, of course, like uh, a slightly heavier soil than uh, they have in uh, Wickford. And so uh, you will need, to, if you're growing them under those uh, less than suitable soil conditions, keep them uh, pretty well watered. Uh, when the conditions are of high summer put them under stress. In 1956 uh, I set off with uh, many of my kind to do two years national service and after a fortnight of basic training there was a chance to go for an um, officer selection. I foolishly put my name down and found myself at Buller Barracks where my feet didn't touch the ground for a fortnight. Uh, we were up until two or three in the morning cleaning kit and at six the next morning somebody would come in and thrash it all uh, and it was a pretty tough two weeks and most of us agreed that we didn't want anything to do with uh, officer training. And so when we went uh, up for interview at the end of the fortnight and three of the adjudicators asked why I wanted to be an officer, I said I didn't want to be an officer as far as I was concerned, they could stick it. And, and out I went. <laughs> and when I came out, I found I was the only one <laughs> who had spoken my mind and was sent back to the basic training that we did for 12 weeks. We're now in the army. Uh, if you have two weeks advanced knowledge on the rest, it, it helps you to get on quite well, really. And so those two weeks uh, for uh, officer selection weren't wasted. And, and at the end of my basic training, I found myself mixed in with a whole lot of uh, post-grads from Cambridge. They were very intelligent people and they managed to fix it for me to be posted to London and I found myself in the Horse Guards Parade at Whitehall. To give you some little idea as a, a countryman, I came up with full battle kit uh, from the underground in Trafalgar Square and didn't know where Whitehall was, had to ask a policeman. Uh, seems amazing today, doesn't it, living 30 miles from London <laughs> and not knowing one's way around Trafalgar Square. Anyhow, these ex-grads uh, had a pretty good underground system at Whitehall and they found that they could put in for courses through the Army Education Department and if the forms were filled in with a whole lot of letters that the camp commandant had to sign, he would sign these and they would get cleared. Uh, and so my application for an evening class in floristry in the Borough College went through and was signed. And I think I could be quite unique uh, in being the uh, only national serviceman who was trained in floristry uh, by the Army. 
Now, my guest today is Judith Blacklock. We've known one another for a long time. Judith is a real florist uh, and has a, a floristry school in the West End of London, which is very highly respected, both here and in America. She has a, a, a daunting list of books on flower arranging and floristry, and she's kindly agreed to speak to us today. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Judith, I don't understand how you got into floristry and flowers. What set you off in the beginning? Well, I came, uh, I was living abroad. I was living in Belgium and Paris for 12 years. And I came back with two young children. And I had to find something that I could do that fit in with their life. I'd been immersed with flowers for so many years. Uh, my mother was a tremendously gifted and enthusiastic flower ranger. And she exhibited at Southport and Chelsea and won many medals. So although I had vowed never to enter that world, I found that it was something that was in my blood It was in, uh, and I couldn't really shake it off. And so although I stepped into flowers quite consciously um, to try and make a big go of it, that passion overcame me and I just lived and breathed it from that point until today and that's 50 years. No, 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 no I'm not that old. <laughs> but what of your mother? My mother's 100. She had a 100th birthday in July and she got lots of fantastic flowers and she just loved arranging them. In fact, it made her birthday. On a general note, um, she would always arrange flowers before putting away the shopping because that's what's important in life. <laughs> I think we would all agree, you know, that every house needs its flowers. Now, you've worked with some pretty distinguished people. I mean, you and I have... Uh, well, yes, I have worked with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so can you name drop a bit, you know? Well, I think one of the people I've taught that I was so impressed with was Keely Hawes. And she came here and she did my week's diploma course. I've worked with James May and we did the Plasticine Garden at Chelsea together. And that was terribly exciting. Do you remember that one, Peter? Yes. <laughs> it, it, it had the hairs on the back of my neck standing, yes. <laughs> I'm sure it did, but what I thought Chelsea was so clever to do was to give them a plasticine gold uh, medal. <laughs> I thought that was inspired. I've still got one of those flowers left. But Judith, at that event, I brought some flowers for the garden that you managed to work your miracle on. That was the highlight of my visits to Chelsea because each year for, oh, what was it, five or six years, 
You used to bring the most exquisite array of flowers from your garden of sweet peas. There was herbs, there was mint, and it was just wonderful to be able to put them into a little bouquet that we knew that the, Her Majesty would like. And she always did, didn't she? And she used to hold them as she went round with you at her side. <laughs> now, it was a wonderful experience. And, and I remember sort of in the, behind all the glamorous exterior of Chelsea, we would have a tiny little area right behind that nobody could see. And that's where I put it all together, just with a bucket, water and your flowers. Yeah, sitting on a box. in <laughs> <laughs> Very unglamorous. We heard on one occasion, Judith, that an assistant offered to take the bouquet from her. Her Majesty the Queen said no, she wanted to keep it, and I understand she took it and had it on her desk. I didn't know that. Oh, that gives me such pleasure to hear that. It was fortunate that we knew she liked sweet peas because they grow them in in the Buckingham Palace Garden, and also stocks. When they go uh, to Scotland for the summer, there's always East Lothian stocks under the bedroom window, I believe, Uh, and so we used to try and include some Brompton stocks. Yeah, It was a fabulous mix. We won't be doing it next year, or last year. (laughs) We have our fingers crossed for next year. Judith, most people are are a little bit uneasy about arranging a bunch of flowers. I mean, I see you have a book that's called Arranging Flowers in a Vase. What kind of tips do you have for them? Well, the easiest tip is is you always select a vase that is half the height of the flowers you're arranging. So, for example, if flowers are 50 centimetres long, you would cut off five because you always cut off a little bit of the stems before you put them in clean water. So the height of the vase would be half 45, which is 22 and a half centimetres. So whatever the stems are that you want to put in that vase, find a vase that is half the height of those stems and you'll never go wrong. It's actually terribly simple. Another good tip is foliage. I think that all flowers look better with a little bit of choice foliage so that you get enough volume. You either want one or two stems in a narrow vase or get a nice, joyous bundle of foliage and then all you have to do is thread a few flowers through. And then the other thing is that if you're just using one type of flower, say 20 freesias, 5 iris, put them in a vase, get the right height, great. But if you're going to mix those flowers, you look at the shape and you select a round shape as the prime player in that bouquet. And you could have a sunflower, a peony, a rose, a chrysanthemum carnation. And then you pick something that's got a spray form, such as, uh, oh, a euphorbia, alcamilla mollis, hypericum, and you add the two together, and they become the supporting actor to your main player, and they soften and enhance the bouquet. And then you can put some nice linear stems in, such as Veronica, uh, Hebe, Leatrice, there's lots of them that you could choose. And you just mix those three forms together. But any bouquet without that round form lacks focus. Always start with a round flower and the colour that you want to have predominant in your bouquet. Makes sense? It, it makes very good sense. And thank you very much for those tips. But once you get a little skilled in arranging in a vase, how about moving on to weddings now? I mean, that, that's um, uh, a pretty fraught area, isn't it, with brides choosing flowers for weddings? Well, I think that uh, when my daughter got married, uh, I did the flowers. And I'm thinking I perhaps shouldn't have. It was an awful lot of work and quite a lot of stress when you have people coming from abroad and everything else. So I would suggest that if people want to do wedding flowers, 
start up, do the table arrangements and leave it at that and get a good qualified florist, there are so many across the country, to do the actual wedding flowers such as the bouquets and the large elaborate designs and please yourself by just doing the table arrangements and then the stress won't be nearly as ferocious. You have a flower school in the west end of London. That's a very posh area. Oh, it's terribly posh. <laughs> but but in fact, it it is so easy and calm, quiet and, oh, unpretentious. We're in a little flower-filled muse that's only open to pedestrians. It's a feeling of great calm when you come in. But if people can't get into London, you have online courses, I think. Yes, I do. I am so thankful that I set these courses up about eight years ago. And they've been run successfully. I've never really tried to promote them. But people who have had problems getting away for um, long periods... I've used them and now with the last few months they've increased greatly in popularity and it's one-to-one mentoring. The people send in images on different stages of their arrangement. They also have a lot of coursework and questions. It's very comprehensive. And then their online tutor takes them through every stage and gives them guidance and help as a result of which they get attain a very high standard and actually go and open their own shops. Amazing. You, you haven't mentioned, um, being the industrious lady you are, a Flora magazine, which I think you edit. Well, yes, I do. I was, uh, I was editor of another magazine for a long time and then I retired. I retired and decided that, oh, I was going to enjoy this peace and calm. And then um, I was offered... The um, flora, because the, the previous publishers had felt that it didn't really belong with their business. So they gave it to me. And I should have said no, but I couldn't resist because I actually like editing magazines quite a lot. So I rejiggled it, brought it. Um, I think we've got some exciting magazines in that. And so I'm actually owning it. I'll edit it. And am I enjoying it? Yes, <laughs> but I just we could. I'd love. I'd love to sell a few more copies. <laughs> <laughs> now, Judith, you're quite a champion of uh, free trade flowers. Can you tell us a bit about that? Well, I went to a press conference that was being held by Free Trade, and I learnt so much that I didn't know about the fact that free trade flowers are mostly grown in Africa, but in other countries as well, and the growers have to join the free trade organisation. And they promise that the conditions of the workers are assured. There is a minimum salary. And they go in to create, uh, into the economy and produce beautiful flowers to send to the rest of the world. I am going to be doing a, an arrangement with free trade flowers in the next issue of the floors so that people who subscribe to the magazine get a beautiful bunch free so they realise how good they are and encourage people to look out for the sign of free trade flowers in the shops and in the supermarkets and online. Judith, I look forward with my fingers crossed to Chelsea. I hope that we will have one next May and that you and I can perhaps sit on a box somewhere and put together a few of my rough back garden flowers into some kind of posy. I hope there's some sweet peas there. <laughs> you can be sure, if there's nothing else, there'll be sweet peas. <laughs> Judith, great to speak to you. Thank you for your time today. Nice to speak to you too. Thank you. What's on this week? Well, my colleagues, 
Steve and Val Bradley will be at the Stansted Park Garden Show in uh, Hampshire this weekend, the 4th to the 6th of September. If you're thinking of going there, you need to book tickets uh, and you'll need a mask if you uh, go into the floral marquee. I hear too that the Great Comp Garden, close to Seven Oaks in Kent, and home to the Dyson Salvias, which should be looking pretty good now, is open free to all Royal Horticultural Society members this month and next. No pre-booking there, you can just arrive and admire all that there is to see. A great garden for those people who are interested in all kinds of plants. My tailpiece? Well, the quote really from America. Give weeds an inch and they'll take your yard. <laughs> My goodness. After those uh, several days of quite heavy rain, the weeds are growing and you need to keep on top of them. So don't let me delay you anymore. If you've got a bit of weeding, out you go. And I hope to join you next week. My thanks to this week's sponsor, Hayloft Plants, Pershore in Worcestershire. And of course to my producer, Rich Jarman. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.